Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Joe Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters, and special thanks to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for selecting today's episode as one of their staff picks. I think that information will be on the site tomorrow. We really appreciate it. You know, folks, you don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, but if you are one, it's definitely the place for you, especially today, because we'll be visiting with Susan Marg, who's written a wonderful book for movie fans. Here's the fun title. It's kind of a long one, but it is a fun one. Hollywood or Bust, Movie Stars Dish on Following Their Dreams, Making It Big, and Surviving in Tinseltown. You know, this entertaining, award-winning book spotlights various quips and quotes and off-the-cuff remarks by everyone's favorite actors and directors and writers and others involved in the business. In fact, the list of stars included is a who's who of Hollywood history. But that's not all, dear listeners. One of our favorite critics, film historian James Cold Harrison, is also here, and he's going to be co-hosting with me. But before we bring Susan and James on, let's see if Nikki Starr is ready to help with the show. Nikki, is the red carpet out in the chat room for listeners who want to participate? <laughs> it is, and we are ready to go. Very excited. Well, thank- yeah, we are excited because this is a topic that's just one that we just uh, can't hardly wait to get started on. And I want to welcome in the chat room, we're, we already have some chatters that have signed in, Kat Vecchioni's from Cat Vecchioni Wacko World, and we have the Wacko Network. Now, I don't know whether that's uh, Richard B. Smart or uh, or Wacko Bob, but we're very, very happy that uh, that both, both of you have signed in. We get so much support from the Wacko Bob show and from Cat. Uh, so welcome, chatters, and I'm sure you'll be joined with, uh, with others later on. We really thank the people who sign up for the chat, as well as our other listeners. We really appreciate them, and we also appreciate Susan for taking the time to be our guest today. Susan, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, and congratulations on that well-deserved first place at the 2013 Beach Book Awards contest. Oh, Betty Jo, thank you so much. It's a a pleasure to be here, and uh, yeah, I think Hollywood or Bus was a natural for the Beach Book contest, so... it's it's the kind of book that you just you know you would want to take out to the to the beach. <laughs> you, would, you would want to read anywhere you anywhere you turn in that book, you're going to be entertained. And so we're we're just so glad you could be be with us. And I'm really excited about the opportunity to talk with you about this fun book. But I'm also excited about James agreeing to co-host again today. And he's been waiting patiently in the green room. So let's bring him on now. James, thanks for agreeing to. Uh, be with us and to co-host again today. 
Well, it's my pleasure, of course, and I'm very excited about having me on today because I really enjoy myself. Yes, you do. <laughs> we all enjoy you. <laughs> we all enjoy you too. And I thought you'd really like this topic. Besides, you're you're a neighbor of Susan. She lives just uh, up the road a, a piece up in Del Mar, and not there you too are. Far, beautiful, not, yep. beautiful a lot of traffic. In, there's a lot of traffic yeah. in between us, though. That's yes, true. not well, fair, but it's time consuming. Yeah, but it's, uh, <laughs> I, I think it's so wonderful with this technology. There are you two in the mo- two of the most beautiful places in the world, and here I am in Pueblo, Colorado, and Nikki is over in uh, North Carolina, and we all have a chance to chat today about our favorite uh, subject. So let's get started. James, what would yes. you like to ask Susan? Oh, I would like to ask her for a job first. <laughs> Well, I would too. <laughs> Collecting quotes is that type of yeah, yeah. What you're thinking about? Well, Actually, let me see. Yeah. I, I do have a question for you. Where did the idea for your Hollywood or Bus book come from? Did, did somebody suggest it, or did that just pop into your head? Actually, um, as I was doing research on some other uh, book projects that involved movie stars. Um, I kept coming across quotes that I liked. You know, I was reading bios and autobiographies, magazines, interviews, and I started writing down these quotes that struck me as interesting or quirky or funny or uh-huh. sometimes yeah. even inspiring. And I had so many point, so many quotes at one point, I realized that they might make a book. Ah, very good, very good. And they did. Yeah. <laughs> they did. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt James. I don't want to interrupt James. I'm so I, I'm trying to get myself out of the habit of that when um, when I have a co-host because they'll start asking questions and then I get so excited I'm, I interrupt. <laughs> but but James, go ahead. I think you have a, have a couple okay. more questions you'd like to well, ask. Well, yes, uh, Susan. of course. Yes, yeah, sure. Let's just continue. Let's uh, mm, let's see. I know writing a book is not easy, but what was your biggest challenge in writing this book? Um, well, I, I had a couple. One was um, at, at some point I had um, over 2,500 quotes. Wow. So a, a, cha- <laughs> a challenge was certainly reducing that number, and I ended up eliminating almost three-fourths of them to get it into a manageable form. Now, you know, I hated eliminating any quote, but uh, some were better than others. Uh, so it was part of my job was in the quotes themselves. That made it a little bit easier. Yeah, but, then, but you know another another challenge which I which I put for myself was I wanted to make the book accessible to uh, readers of all age groups, and uh-huh. being a movie fan, you know I'm certainly you know I you know I've seen silent movies and I know movie stars from the golden age and you know film noir a favorite uh, genre of mine, but I really hadn't kept that much up to date with say the Twilight series. Or um, I'm not a big fan of uh, movies based on, say, the Mar- Marvel comics. So I went out of my way to find quotes by people like Kristen Stewart or Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson or even Emma Stone to sort of bring bring the book up to date. Even you know it's not chronological by any means, and that young and old and no longer with us are scattered throughout the book. But um, I felt it was important to keep it, to make it current, and that was challenging for me. Although the Internet these days certainly helped in my uh, chase, if you will. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you enjoy most about writing it, and and what, why would that be? Um, well, I certainly enjoyed collecting the quotes themselves, but um, I also enjoyed, um, you know, so it, it is based on the movies. So, um, each the the book is divided into seven chapters and then each chapter consists of four or five sections and I begin each section with a quote from the movies, not from the movie stars, but from the movies. So it was fun watching movies or matching the right movie quote with the contents of the section. I really enjoyed it. Which actually and that um you know the title of the book Hollywood or Bust is a phrase that I had always been familiar with. You know, I like the sentiment. You know, I'm going to get where I want to go, no, ma- no matter what. But it's also the title of the, um, the Dean Martin Jerry Lewis movie oh, from 1956. That yes, yes, I saw that not too long ago. Did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not a big fan of uh, Dean Martin Jerry Lewis movies per se, but obviously I had to watch it. And it's, um, you know, again, it goes from Hollywood to the Paramount Movie Studio. It shows wonderful scenery. It has terrific songs. And I enjoyed the uh, camaraderie between the two stars. Although, um, I don't know if you're aware, but that was their last movie together. And they had actually, they had broken up before they started filming the movie, didn't talk to each other on set, and Lewis was so upset by their breaking up, he never saw the movie, which I think is too bad because I think it's a good movie. It is, yes, That's it one is, that it I missed. I I really uh, saw. I thought I saw all of uh, Jer, uh, Martin and Lewis's movies, but I think that's one I missed. I bet I can get it from Netflix. Oh, absolutely! Actually, you can get it for Netflix, or um, it's also on YouTube. I, you know, I don't know who posts these on YouTube, but in about uh, ten, ten different YouTube videos, tell, you know, you can see the whole movie, <laughs> which I find amazing. Wow. Great! You know, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna check that out. Oh yes, yes, yes. I mean, I really, it's it's fun. It's very fun. Mm, yeah. How how did you decide on the themes to emphasize in your book, and and how did you organize it? Um, the themes actually came from the quotes themselves. In um, before I eliminated any quotes, I printed out my word file where I kept all the quotes, and then. I cut each page down into strips, so there was one quote per strip. And then I put the strips, or quotes, if you will, into piles that had a common common purpose, I guess. You know, so there might have been a pile on fame or a pile on the Oscars, um, mm, something yeah. on the paparazzi, um, loss of privacy, that type of thing. Yeah. And then, then it was just a matter of organizing the piles and I, I realized that they told the quotes told a story um, that story being that uh, anyone with a, a dream can, you know can can succeed how people with dreams can accomplish great things um, with some trials and tribulations along the way mm. well I hope our listeners realize that you don't just sit down at the computer and bang out a lot of copy but it takes a lot of work research and sweat 
<laughs> well said. Well said, James. I, you know about you know about that, and you've been doing writing about the uh, Hollywood uh, studios, the old Hollywood studios, and of oh, course yes. you do your wonderful film reviews that uh, I, I think we can we can see some of the time on uh, Classic Movie Guide and on Review Express. Am I right about that? You're absolutely right. Yeah, and actually, if you just look up my name on Google, you can find other things there as well. I was surprised to find it there because I don't even remember myself. So it's <laughs> good for Google. So, who, who's James Cole Harrison? Everybody says. <laughs> well, I, I just can't tell you both how much I enjoy listening to the two of you uh, because uh-huh. you, I know that you're you you love movies and you're, you're movie addicts just just like uh, just like I am. Oh, but now it's time for a brief, a very brief message. From our sponsor. I don't want to forget this. You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Attic Headquarters. And now back to our feature. <laughs> that was the very funny and talented Steve Mendoza, who hosts his own cooking and comedy show on Blog Talk Radio. Just check the archives for Steve Mendoza, and that's M-E-N-D-O-Z-A. And I want to thank him very much for for putting for putting that together. Uh, you see, James, we're really getting up in the world. We have promos even now. How, how about that? You're getting so fancy, you won't be able to afford me anymore. Uh oh, <laughs> I, I better cut back then. But now I'd like to uh, turn to these great quotes in your book. Okay, it it has. I mean, you have just put in there so many delicious surprises for movie fans. You know, I follow uh, the stars, and I think I know a lot about them and what they say and what they think. But reading your book, I found out things I, I didn't know before, and, and here are some that really surprise me, because uh, these things don't sound like the way I imagine uh, these stars would be thinking. Uh, Harrison Ford the, uh, defines a movie star as someone who sells the most popcorn. Right. And this <laughs> one about Mel Brooks, maybe, yes, I can see this. He He started out as a drummer, because he thought that was the best way to draw attention to himself. <laughs> and, and this one, Elizabeth Taylor, I didn't know that she had something in common with the, the critics of her movies. She didn't think much of her own films either. Right, right, right. <laughs> she didn't take herself this is just seriously. The tip of the iceberg in this in this wonderful book, and and you've talked about the way you organize it, it and it makes it so user-friendly, you know, you can just go, uh, you know, pick up the book and you don't have to read it from beginning to end. You can pick out the sections that you want, that you want to read, and uh, then you can, you can skip around. It's, it's just really uh, a treasure for, uh, for movie fans. And what I'd like to do, if we have, have time, the show is only 45 minutes, but I thought we'd take the, uh, the way you've organized the, the book into seven parts, and then have you tell a little bit about each part, um, and maybe your favorite quote. Let's start with, of course, 
part one, in, uh, in what you call Hollywood or bust. Now, what were you looking for there? What kind of quotes were you looking for there? And do you have a favorite one from that section? Um, well, the very first section sets up the rest of the book, and that's the dream. And um, the very first quote is one of my favorites. It's from Hilary Swank, and she describes herself as, uh, um, I'm just a girl from a trailer park who had a dream. And, you know, again, that sets the tone because Hollywood and the movies and even life itself are all about dreams. What else do I get into in the first section? But uh, when fame comes, oh, there's some of the things other people look for in stars or how a star is born or what it takes to be a, a star. I think that's where the Harrison Ford uh, quote might come from. Um, but also how no one is – the next section is how dazed and confused. Um, and That's about how really no one um, knows how to deal with fame. Um, it comes unexpectedly. You know, it looks to us sometimes like it's overnight, but um, these people have often been laboring for years to get uh, a tiny bit of recognition. And when it hits big, it's like, uh, wow, uh, Clint Eastwood, it's like waking up with a hooker. How the hell did I get here? <laughs> or, um, <laughs> I could I could see I could hear Clint Eastwood. One, one of your one of my favorite quotes in that section comes from from Shelley Winters, and of course I I could hear her saying something like this. But it, it's just a great quote. My idea of a movie star is Joan Crawford, who can chew up two directors and three producers before lunch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely like Shelley Winters. Right, uh, yeah. Really yes. a good way to good way to start to start that out, and and then uh, part two, you title. Uh, well, I love you the way you use these uh, movie titles as uh, to titles of, of your sections. It's right. a wonderful life. Um, what is that section all about? And and give us some quotes that you like from from that section. Um, well, certainly, um, it's about um, fame really can <laughs> uh, bring about a terrific lifestyle. The big house on the hills, the people that you know are waiting on you hand and foot, the, all the compliments you get, that's the wonderful part. Um, the downside is, you know, you have lost your privacy, and the paparazzi are always after you. And uh, that section um, closes with um you might be famous one day but almost always there's a um the next day or at some point in time you're no longer going to be um as famous as you once were and um i don't think a quote book on the movies can be complete without something from Woody Allen who says uh this year i'm a star but what will i be next year a black hole yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of some of these quotes are uh, really sad. Uh, well, you know that it's lonely at the top, I guess. But here's the one that just made me uh, feel, you know, put uh, put me kind of in a in a funk when I read what uh, your quote that Charlie Chaplin. Uh, oh said. yes, I Who was knew? loved. I was adored by crowds, but I didn't have a single friend. I'm the loneliest man alive, and that's why he probably could write such beautiful music. Mm. I, I'm not going to play this whole thing, but but just listen, and and you'll just get the flavor of of Charlie Chaplin's feeling here. Okay. 
Did he compose so, that? Does, yes, he, he composed did. that. Yes, he yes. did. It's and called wow. Modern, modern Times. And you, uh, that feeling, when I read that quote, I just thought that's that smile. That You know, he's just, uh, it's just uh, really, there he is making everybody else laugh. Yes. And he's got this uh, this feeling, and uh, that's another reason I love this book so much. It, it just has such a variety of uh, feelings expressed by uh, yes. by the yes. by the stars, and that uh, section is yes. wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yes, I was quite surprised by the Charlie Chaplin quote. You know, I think of him as being such good friends with you know Douglas Fairbanks and Mary Pickford, and the harmony he found. You know when they worked um, on what was it United Artists? Yeah. United they Artists. United yeah, Artists. They founded it. Yeah, together. But um, yeah, when it's yeah, at the very top. I mean, you also have uh, Doris Day and Judy Garland expressing similar feelings. Greta Garbo, um, Oprah Winfrey, I think, is is quoted in there too. But um, yeah, then there's yeah, always the prop- yeah. I was going to talk about. Go ahead. Um, another quote I liked, which is humorous, but again, it's it's the constant onslaught of the press. Is Jennifer Aniston, who uh, says, "When someone follows you all the way to the shop and watches you buy a roll of toilet paper, you know your life has changed." <laughs> Definitely a drawback of fame. So, um. I think that's yeah, I think that's that's right. Well, well, the the next section was a little was a little more uh, humorous. I think uh, I mean I, mean, I got a little sad, sad reading some of the quotes, and it's a wonderful life. But then you go, you pick us back up, and uh, you you have a section called "That's Entertainment." So, uh, tell us a little bit about what you were what you were going for there, and uh, some quotes from uh, "That's Entertainment." Um, in this section, um, I have the actors discuss their acting technique. That would be a section called Stand and Deliver. And um, I'd like to note that both Roger Moore and Jack Black discuss the power of the raised eyebrow. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, some some others uh, talk about uh, you know getting into the part and transforming themselves. And uh, um, others, like Dean Martin, by the way, who doesn't believe in motivation. But um, let's see, what else do we have in here? Um, there's also a section in um, this that's entertainment about um, the genres that are um, um, popular, particularly among actors. And I, I spend several pages, I think, talking about the Western. A lot of actors like the Western. Yeah. And I quote... Val Kilmer, who to me was the best Doc Holliday in the movie Tombstone, yes. than um, many other actors, even, um, uh, what's his, I can't think of his name, oh, Kirk Douglas, who played Doc Holliday. This is, um, but uh, Val Kilmer says, I'd be in a bad western on a good horse any day of the week. So <laughs> I, I, to me that's surprised. I really, as much as I liked Val Kilmer in Tombstone. I still don't think of him as playing a cowboy or a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> but he was really, really, really good in that. Yes. Well, yes. do you have something there from Catherine Hepburn? Because I think I remember a quote from her I about do. Uh, um, she actually the way she thought about acting. Right. She doesn't think too much about acting or actresses, that it doesn't take much 
talent. Um, I'm not quite sure of the of the quote itself, but oh, here it is: acting is the most minor of gifts and not a very high class way to earn a living. After all, <laughs> Shirley Temple could do it at the age of four. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn. Like Catherine Hepburn. I liked Cary, what Cary Grant said about uh, acting. That he he enjoyed it because there was no uh, heavy lifting, heavy lifting. involved, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless he was a dancer, I guess, and had to lift it. Which probably came naturally to him. Do you have one also from Helen Mirren? Uh, I'm always surprised whenever I uh, hear uh, Helen Mirren talk because she doesn't sometimes talk the way she the way she looks. I always think of her as so as elegant. The queen. It's the queen. Yeah, and and this one that you have in there, all you have to do, this is act on acting, all you have to do is look like crap on film, and everyone thinks you're a brilliant actress. All you, actually, all you've done is look like crap. <laughs> from Helen, from Helen Mirren. Oh, she she never looks like crap to me. <laughs> she's, quite, she's quite the lady. <laughs> she definitely is. <laughs> well, well, uh, people who have seen her in uh, Red and Red 2 uh, are surprised when they see her, you know, uh, shooting them up and just, uh, you know, really going to town in an action in an action film. But she can really do uh, do anything. She can do anything. Yes. You know, she was. My husband has a quote about Helen Mirren. And he said, this is about her acting in uh, Elizabeth, the uh, television series. Oh, okay. Queen Elizabeth, the television series. And he said, Queen Elizabeth was born just so Helen Mirren could play her on screen. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how we feel about Helen Mirren around here. Oh, absolutely. Well, let's go to part four, which I love this title, Any Which Way You Can, and uh, the sweet about in that section. Um, Again, this section is about um, actors and what they had to do to get where they are, Um, whether it's being a waiter or waitress, um, you know, waiting for the telephone call. And, um, you know, it really isn't easy for anyone, especially women, when they get older. But uh, even men have... um, problems, you know, getting roles when they get older. Um, and I have a quote in there from Burt Reynolds about explaining, the, uh, explaining about what it takes to be an actor. There are three stages of an actor's career, young, old, and you look good. <laughs> Burt so. Reynolds was hearing a lot of, you look good. And I loved Robert Mitchum. Talking about how he survived, he says, I've survived because I work cheap and don't take up much time. And speaking of actors, we have a caller who's been waiting patiently who is an actor himself. It's Mr. Morgan Lawrence, and I'm just going to bring him on and see if he has a question for you. Terrific. Hi, Morgan. Well, good afternoon, Betty Jo. How are you? Well, I'm just fine, and it's uh, enjoying very much talking with Susan and uh, and Jane. I love about the conversation. The... It's great. Thank I you. I do too. Do you have a? a, a are are you on a, a target here about uh, how you how you feel about uh, acting? Yeah, we always refer to that time before you get recognized as an actor with any kind of credits as the before time. You know, uh, before I was an actor, I did this or that or the other thing. But once um, 
once you've been in a film or two or three and people begin to recognize you, then all of a sudden you're an actor. (laughs) And I'm doing the quotation hand signs on there. But you're only one paycheck away from being the same job you had in the before time. (laughs) Well, Susan, uh, Morgan is appearing in a, uh, a film called Exposure. And uh, playing a sort of a mad doctor, I called it the uh, typecasting, and he didn't like that, so I'm going to take that back. And they're they're filming uh, another, uh, let's see, double exposure. I think the sequel will <laughs> will be starting filming soon. But Morgan, do you have a question that you'd like to ask uh, Susan before we proceed on with the rest of her book? Was there anyone in your uh, research that ever really? Uh, didn't understand why they were appealing to the masses that that just looked at the crowd and said, what do they see in me that I'm not seeing? Um, You know, a lot of, uh, I did come across several, um, several people who don't understand why they have been as successful as they are. Um, Richard Gere um, comes to mind. Uh, Let's see. Oh, I don't understand that question? either most of the time, but go ahead. <laughs> right, I know, I know. Um, Richard Gere, certainly there have been better actors than me who have had no careers. Why? I don't know. That was Richard Gere. And, um, oh, Clark Gable, though, <laughs> has, has a different point of view. The only reason they come to see me is that I know that life is great, and they know I know it. So, no, I mean, <laughs> to, a certain, to a certain extent, he's putting down his acting abilities, but um, he is admitting that there's something likable or relatable about himself. That but, makes sense. Yes. 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 Yeah, that yes. It really does. There's a lot of logic to that. I, it kind of reminds me of the Nicholson line at the end of Good As It Gets when he said, I might be the only one in the world who realizes just how great you are, and it makes me feel good that I recognize that. Right, right. You know, uh, that sounds a lot like the. That may have been a, a recreation from Gable's ideal back in the old days. Right. Yes. 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 But he did have a lot of confidence, and he did play Gable in in each film. Well, Morgan, thank you <laughs> so much for for calling in, and um, my pleasure. We're, we're looking forward to seeing Double Exposure. And you'll keep us posted about when that comes out, right? Well, I actually just got a three-picture deal out of that deal, so you're going to be seeing a lot more of me. Yay, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks, Morgan. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, that was great. That was great to hear from from Morgan. And and we're we're going now to part five, Come Blow Your Horn from uh, Hollywood or Bust. Uh, What's what's the the purpose of, of that section? Well, this is where the actors get to talk about themselves, but they also talk about their peers. And um, some of the quotes here in terms of what they they even describe in certain um, instances, they describe their physical appearance um, or, um, let's see, can't, uh, I mean, one of the quotes, they, they talk about themselves. One of the quotes I like is Jack Nicholson. Actually, he was just talking about uh, Jack Nicholson movie. But uh, Jack goes, with my sunglasses on, I'm Jack Nicholson. Without them, I'm fat and 60. <laughs> Which I, you know, I think is a, yeah. just a great well, quote reflecting his self-awareness. 
I know. You know, that, you know I, I never thought of um, Johnny Depp, of course, he's my favorite actor. I never thought of him as particularly romantic. And the quote in this section from your book really surprised me. Now, he um, evidently, some I, I thought, you know, he's just great in the bizarre roles and, you know, uh, the weird disguises and everything, but right. romantic right. I really never right. have thought about. But he says, um, am I romantic? Well, I've seen Wuthering Heights ten times. I am romantic. <laughs> so I guess to himself he is. He right, is yes, yes. So we're learning, we're actually, learning how these, how these uh, stars feel about themselves. Right, we're going to part six, The Incredibles. Okay. That's a good the Incredibles. title. Um, the Incredibles includes a section on actors and then another one on directors and producers and screenwriters. And I'm sure all of them think of themselves as the Incredibles. Now, I particularly like the uh, section on screenwriters because it really is a uh, uh, difficult job. And even though they're Oscars uh, awarding screenwriters, I I don't really think they get that much attention. But um, I quote Joe Esterhaz of Basic Instinct fame who I think um, broke the glass ceiling and was the first screenwriter to earn uh, a thousand, a million dollars, excuse me, a million dollars on a script. But he noted, screenplays are a bitch to write. One man wrote War and Peace. Thirty-five screenwriters wrote The Flintstones. (laughs) So so I I think that says something about Hollywood and all of the yes and no men and women, but mostly men, you know, who you know have to approve a screenplay before it gets actually you know filmed. <laughs> Can I pop in here for a minute, Betty Jo? Well, of course, James. Absolutely, you're the co-host. <laughs> well, we're we're talking about writers, and and this story might have something to do with uh, with uh, Susan's topics. But uh, it, back in the 1930s, there were a lot of uh, major American writers working at MGM writing scripts, and one day. The great writer William Faulkner met Clark Gable in the 1930s, and Clark Gable said to him, So I hear you're a writer, Mr. Faulkner. And Faulkner answered, That's right, Mr. Gable. And what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Talk about having their head in the clouds. I know, I know. Well, well, you know we have – my favorite there is – uh, this quote from Cecil B. DeMille, because I, th- I think this this really says a lot about his movies. The way to make a film is to begin with an earthquake and work up to a climax. <laughs> and he did in most of his in most of his movies. Well, the last part of your section of your book is called appropriately. It's a mad, 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 mad world. Right. So, uh, what what did you, were you looking for there? That's that's where the uh, movie stars actually talk about the movie business and life in Hollywood itself. Um, you know, some people love it, some people hate it, and but I think Loretta Young sums it up when she says, "If you want a place in the sun, you have to expect a few blisters." <laughs> so <laughs> it's, she it's had funny, a few, but be prepared. Put on your your sunscreen. Yeah. Well, you know. Here, two, there, there are two people who have, you quoted from in that section. 
that um, they worked together, and also uh, they uh, they had very very different views about uh, Hollywood. And it's really interesting how extremely different they thought about things. Marilyn Monroe and Tony Curtis, oh. and um, and Marilyn Monroe. I like this quote: "Hollywood is a place." Where they'll pay you a thousand dollars for a kiss and fifty cents for your soul, right. and then That's Tony a Curtis. Quote. Yeah, and then Tony Curtis. Hollywood is the most sensational merry-go-round <laughs> ever built, and that's sort of the way he came across when Absolutely. he interviewed him here yes. on Movie Attic. Yes, he was my cut. I mean, my cut off. No, James, are you there? I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't you agree that he? Oh, that absolutely. Sort of, yeah, he just he he really loved the loved the uh, loved the business. You know, we have uh, I think we have time for one more. Um, oh yes, Cat Vacchioni from from um, Wacko World. Let's let's give her a chance to say hi to Susan and uh, ask a question or make a comment. Hi, Cat. Hi. Thank you for calling in. Well, thank you for letting me. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, uh, how are you, Susan? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm fabulous. Thank you for asking. Um, I'm a Marilyn Monroe fanatic. I, I have a shrine of Marilyn Monroe stuff. <laughs> uh, I think so that's do, great. So do I. I think that's great. <laughs> and um, it, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Marilyn Monroe because I was like, I wanted to ask a question about Marilyn Monroe. It's, um, I know. She, she was like real critical of herself and i was wondering if you could by chance um have a quote of uh of her being critical of herself cuz she was always seemed to be like not perfect or she seemed to be real critical of her self image right 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 well, she wanted to be taken seriously as an actor um i you know i don't really know if i have any other quotes aside from the one betty joe mentioned um, but I'm a I'm a big fan kind of, of her too. All. Yeah, I'm sorry, Betty Jo. I think that kind of says it all. I mean, because I think she that that sort of uh, kind of uh, being upset with everything sort of came out in that. But she was always striving yeah. to be perfect, cat. Yeah, yeah. And she was great. I mean, there's no no doubt about it. She was great. Cat has a. Uh, has a wonderful show on Saturdays here on Blog Talk Radio. It's called The Wacko World with Kat Vecchioni, and uh, she had a wonderful interview with uh, Prince from Black Eyed Peas last Saturday. So, oh, cool. so please, uh, listeners, uh, check out the archives for uh, Wacko World with uh, Kat Vecchioni on, on Saturday. Well, I can't believe how fast... The time has gone by. It's been it's been just great, and I know that James had some other questions, and we wanted to talk with you, Kat, about your your other book. That thank you so much for sending me. I got it uh, yesterday afternoon. Las Vegas Weddings. We're going to have to have you back on the show to oh, talk I'd about love to come back. We would. I can't believe all of the. Uh, Hollywood stars that got married in Las Vegas, and you you write in the book. As I skim through it, I see you write descriptions of of how the weddings happened and who all was there and why exactly. they got married in Las Vegas. And it just looks like a wonder a wonderful book. So you're willing to come back then to talk about oh, of that course. book? Of course, you've been a terrific hostess, and James a terrific host. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. And um, I I'm just sorry to say that our 
Our time is almost up, but I want to thank you again, Susan, for being such a terrific guest. Oh, thank you. And thank you. you, James, for doing such an excellent job co-hosting. Thanks for our callers who called in, for the people in the chat. I see Fausta from Fausta's blog has also joined the chat room, and Nancy Lombardo, the hilarious Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts, who also has a show on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you all for joining uh, the chat, and uh, thanks to Nikki Starr for her wonderful help and the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their uh, for their support. We really do appreciate it. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. Please come back next time for another spirited discussion about films. And in the meantime, check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. So in keeping with today's theme, let's go out with a special rendition of, you guessed it, Hooray for Hollywood.